find out that there had been a shift in the heavens concerning this house. And God began the year by accelerating us in the realm of prophetic. And you know, my decision is that, and I've told you at the beginning of the year, we are not going to hinder the flow, neither will we stop the flow, until all the sons of prophets manifest. Somebody say amen. <laughs> so we are living in the year that we have expected for 25 years. So I want your heart to be very open this night. I want you to approach this meeting with great expectation. I want to hear God from you as I speak God to you. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> well, in a few hours' time, we will enter the journey of our 25 years. Count down. In a few hours' time. And in a few hours' time, therefore, it means that our praise night what begins. The Lord told me to tell all CFT globally that the month of February shall be the month of praise. And the Lord told me that by the end of January, he will do things among us that will catalyze us into that season of praise. And let me say this also. Because we are ending to the month of praise in a few hours' time, as you lift up your voices and begin to praise the Lord, something will begin to happen according to the Scriptures. I will not be talking about praise tonight because I will be speaking about that on the first. Why praise? That's what we are going to talk about on the first. But tonight, what God has has put in my heart for you is to talk about in the year of God's glory. In the year of God's glory. You remember the last time that I spoke with you? I told you about the things that you need to have during the season of God's glory. Isn't it? I want you to talk to me now, church. We begin in the natural and end in what? In supernatural. Someone tell me one key thing you need in this year. Come on now. Faith. I love it. You need what? Faith. And you understand that that faith you need, as you understand it, many people always feel that faith is complex. What scripture tells you that? Hebrews eleven six, and what does it say? Come on now, let's talk. At least there is no cold in London. There is cold only in Manchester. Without... Yes, it is impossible to what? Look at some beside you and tell him without faith it is impossible to please God. Now I want to say with understanding, tell someone beside you without faith you cannot please God. Tell him that you have faith in him. Now the answer will be yes. Now come on now, I'm going to take you a journey on faith. Faith is different from work. Are we together now? Many of us, especially Pentecostal people, we are used to hard work. Alright? It is good. 
But hard work without faith is a waste. Your hard labor and hard work has a part to play in your destiny. But when it comes to what God has promised you, God expects you to just trust Him. Are we together now? God said it, and I will trust Him. <laughs> Hallelujah. God said it, and I will trust. In this lecture, when God was speaking to me, there are some things I want to share with you. There are things I've been teaching you before. But I'm going to show you those things now in a more affirmative way. Because sometimes we use the wrong medication for a wrong sickness. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. So, therefore, faith in God means complete confidence in Him. If God says something, that's what He meant. If God instructs you, you want to do it. Okay? So you approach God with full confidence that what God demands is just exactly what it is. You are going to live a life that pleases God. You are not going to live a life of uh, sin anymore. A reckless life anymore. You want to live a life according to what God demands. Because you want to trust God, whatever God says He will do. And you, want, you don't want to be a hindrance to what God will have done because He promised. And you know that promises of God is a dual way. It is a contract between man and God. God said, I will do this if you do that. Isn't it? <clears throat> there is no promise of God for nothing. To receive salvation, somebody must accept. It is a promise that's a free gift, but you have the right to, de- to reject it or to accept it. Hallelujah. Okay, though. So, therefore, faith is one of the things you need. What's the second thing that we spoke about? Huh? Complete obedience. Complete obedience. And where do you find that? Exodus 19.6, what does he say? I can't hear vibes from the choir tonight. (laughs) It seems as if you all have been taken away by Nehemiah. (laughs) You are all now Mr. and Mrs. Nehemiahs. (laughs) Let's come down to (laughs) full obedience. It says, what, what does it say in Exodus? Exodus 19. Five to six, the people of the, I'm sure they have, they have, they have Exodus 19 in their, in their computer. Because I'm seeing something different. So, what did he say? Let's read it together from five. Now, Now listen to me. What I'm telling you tonight is the key to everything in your life. This is the year. Look, God promised that this year is the year of His glory, isn't it? And I told you, and you saw how God began to operate through me. Immediately we entered the new year. God spoke things about, you know, through my lips. Within 48 hours, those things began to happen in the nations of the world. Now I left your midst. I went to, to Lagos, and Lagos organized a big crusade. And their expectation was not cut off. We got people saved. People were healed of various diseases. They were delivered from demonic bondages and including two blind people saw. I spoke this, af- this uh, afternoon with uh, Doc. You know, he even told me to extend his greetings to you, Doc um, Andulakar. He just came from Congo. 
And he was telling me that God told him to tell the people in Congo that this week he was with them. They are going to see the power of God in a way they've never seen before. And the power of God moved in Congo so mightily. I told him, write the report. Give me the video. Let me show to your brethren in London. The things that I had done through me within the first January, I will put them in, in video. You show them in, 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 uh, in um, uh, you know, North Carolina. Now, why am I saying this to you? We told you that God has a plan for this year and he has hatched the plan. Already some of us are operating it. All of us have to operate it. Somebody say amen. I can't hear you. You can't be a listener this year. You have listened for 25 years. This year, you must be part of the manifestation of God. You are part of the manifestation. Now, we are talking about the things you have to do. How you have to reconstruct your mind so that you can operate in what we are talking about. So, we have not only told you this is the year of glory, we have manifested it. And tonight, something will happen to you from heaven. I will not speak to man if God will not manifest in man. Then my speaking is useless. Listen now. Therefore, God demands us to have faith in him, trust in him. Period. For us, this is the year of glory. Number two, he wants us to fully obey him. Not partial obedience, but full obedience. And we have spoken about a lot of things we need to do. And someone tell me what number three is. Ah? Huh? I can't hear you. What is about your heart? Serve God with all your heart. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. Isn't he with all thy strength? So therefore, tonight we are working on in the year of God's glory. Let me tell you some few things God told me will happen to you. Some few things God said will happen to you. But you need these basics to go ahead. The first thing about the year of God's glory is, the main scripture God has given to us is Isaiah chapter, chapter 2. Let's look at that scriptures again. The book of Isaiah chapter 2 from verse 2 to verse 3. It says, the person on, the, on that stuff, please, I want to change the person and put someone there who will move fast. Brother Emmanuel, take over from that place. Whoever is there, please excuse him. Now, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established. Say, it will be established. Say, I will be established. This is the promise of God in the last days. That the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. That is the church of God. This is the year God is going to clear all controversies. The church of God will be established above every false religion. When the Bible says the church of God will be established, you remember, church is God's own family. You and I will be established in whatever environment we are, above every situation, we will be singled out by God among many people in your office, in your family, in your city, in your nation. God will single somebody out. That person is me. That person is me. And He will make you chief. 
Okay, now it says, among many, it will be raised above hills and all nations will what? Stream to it. This is the season that God will distinct his church with power, with glory, with might, with knowledge, with wisdom, with wealth. There will be nothing to hinder the church of God on earth from this year. You know, when we were having the crusade in Lagos, the first day we began the crusade, you know, I'm sure the church has an expectation. When Pastor Dapo comes, you come and testify. <clears throat> but the first day, only three people got saved. When I entered, they tried to delay me, isn't it, Pastor, from coming in. They, they, you know, because the people they expected, the crowd they expected, they haven't seen it. There are people there, but not the crowd that they really want to see. But you know, understand something? I am not a man that is moved by crowd. Because I know sometimes Jesus finished a big crusade and went to the house of one man. Just to heal somebody who was having fever. But we know that because they have made efforts, God will bring those marked for salvation. And on that day, three people were saved. And I went to my celebrator, the three saved. And I called everybody, see me tomorrow. We thank God for this, but we want more. Some were healed. Very few of them came out for, for healing line. We want more. How do we get more? Tomorrow we come together. I said, haven't you invested your, your finance and time and everything? Structure everything works well. Come on now. There is something that must continue to go 24-7 during the period of prayer, and that is communication from man to heaven. That communication line must not be broken. And so we began praying together, instructed them on how to handle the, the team. The second day God gave us more encouragement, more people came. Wow, it works. And on that day, 14 people got saved. Wow, they celebrated. God, he, God now brought people who were sick. And he healed them all. Including those who are afflicted by demonic power. One of them was an old man who had carried this pain of the devil that had been in his body for seven years, he said, or something like that. And instantly he was healed. When that happened, you know what, what would take place? News will spread. Isn't it? And the third day, unfortunately, it was the last day. I mean, the crusade was just beginning and we are ending the crusade. And the, the third day, more people came because more have heard. Alright? And they got saved. Not only that, what happened was that the second day, while I was still preaching, okay, people started running out to be saved. You know, the previous day we gave altar call before they came. Okay, but between that time and the second day, we have geared up our communication to heaven that this is what God promised us and this is what we want to see. Of course, as I was preaching, People were coming out, standing from the congregation. They were working out themselves. And I said to them, I have not finished my preaching. They didn't listen to me. They kept coming. And so when people are coming out to accept Jesus Christ and you want to preach to them, what do you do? You shut up. Because the one who wants to save them already has preached to them. They came out. So I have to stop. And you know I'm a man of few words. Really in crusade, I speak few words. 
Because crusade ground is not a place. You can't speak too much theology. They don't understand what you are talking about. As far as the blind that is in the crusade is concerned, that blind, everything you are saying, he may not hear. But when you say you are healed in the name of Jesus, that's the only thing he hears. And he receives it. And then we started leading them to cry. We led everyone to cry. We called for those who are sick to stand behind. And they came and the Lord healed them. When God began to heal on that third day, among them were two blind people. And when I came down and said that, now, those of you who have been healed, come up. Let me hear you. The first person who spoke was a blind man. And the other one who spoke again on the other side was a blind man. And both of them were healed instantly and totally. You know what happened therefore? The news of that now, as they went, spread. But we've stopped the crusade. And I told pastor, when I come to your midst next time, crusade for three days is not a crusade. It's just warming up. I did a crusade in Lagos in 1989 for 90 good days on the same spot. Until we blasted that spot and we grounded the, 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 the rocks to rubbles. Because as God was healing people, he was saving people, the news was spreading and more people are coming. Listen to me, that is what you have entered into right here. Somebody say amen. When we have overcomers, go and bring the sick. Go out and tell them what God is doing here. And you will see what you have never seen before. When they came to Jesus, I told them, on the fourth day, that what is, what is the sign that you are the one? John sent to, to him. He said, look, during the meeting, at the end of the meeting, he said, who are the people who came from John? They came and said, go tell John what you saw. He says, what? The blind see, the lame walk, the dead are raised, and the kingdom is preached. The blind see, the lame walk, the dead are raised, the kingdom is preached. Come on now. And if you are looking for what God is doing in this season, that is it. For the temple of the Lord, the top of the temple, mountain of the Lord to be seen higher above the hills. There will be manifestation of the glory of the Father upon you and 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 you. I can't hear amen. Someone says that, but all this year we have been seeking, we have been praying here. Let me say something to you. Check your mindset. One of the great things in the day of God's power is desire to see. Desire to see the manifestation. And if you look at it, the Bible went on further to say, before we go further, it says, the next verse please. Many people will come and say, come let us go to the mountain of the Lord, the, the house of the God of Jacob. He will what? teach us his ways. So that we may walk in his path. What will attract the people to you? The word of God in your lips. That teaches them the path to go. Listen to me. The church of God has had enough of service. Now we enter into manifestations. The manifestation will come by the word. The Bible says he sent his word and he what? Heal the people. But let me say to you too, who are God's own people, 
In this very year, whenever you come to church, come with a hunger to know a truth that you have never known before. Let there be a hunger inside your heart expecting God to speak something to you that will change your life for better. Don't just come to church without aim. Don't come to church without an expectation. Listen to me. Ushers is not just to stand and usher people, but to hear God so that you can be used of God. Choir is not just to come and sing, but to hear God and to be used of God. That when you sing, the lame walk, the blind see. You know, I was saying to mommy, do you know what happened in, in Lagos at this time? When I was going to the pulpit, the message I, I was given by the Lord Jesus and the scriptures that I was given to preach, this lead, lead singer began to sing that message and sing that scripture, and I have not discovered it any matter, man. So I, I, I knuckled pastor that something will happen here today. I can understand it. Because God had told me by the message what he will do. Here comes the woman leading the choir. It is that very message. Even the very story of that scripture is what she's using to sing to the people. You tell me how God will not fulfill what God has said. Because the truth shall be fulfilled. Through the lips of one or two or three weak, uh, two or three weaknesses. And so, all my antennae raised up, and I could hear heaven better. That will be your portion this year. Listen to me. And God did do it. He did do it. Really, the thought that she was thinking about signs and wonders. And that was the day that the two blind saw. When we finish, I told her to come and sing that song again. Because that song is a song to introduce the minister. But I had to ask her to come and sing it to even close the service. Listen to me. Come with expectation. Don't come to any meeting this year. Even prayer meeting you are doing on every day that you do at 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. here. Don't come to any prayer meeting without an expectation. And this year you must come to every prayer meeting. You have had enough time trying to make it. And you have discovered that your trial has always given you good failure. This year, give God the time. So that God can fulfill his promise. Unless the Lord build the house, the laborers labor in vain. Listen to me, beloved. So he says, the law will go out from what? From Zion and the word of the law from Jerusalem. The law is the law of God. If you ask me what does that apply to, it applies to you. We are the law. Jesus said we are the written law to, man, to humanity. Your lifestyle, the way you act, the way you behave, the way you respond. Your manifestation in the office area with distinct you among everyone that everyone knows that you are a child of God by your behavior in the secular world. The law. You are the written law. You will go out from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. The city of praise. Listen to me. These are the ethics that God is saying. 
for, for the top of the mountain to be raised above all doubts. Now concerning you, let me give you a few things you need to write down. Number one, God wants to reason with you. God wants to reason with you. Isaiah 118. It says, come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are dark as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though you, they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Now, can I say something to you? The beginning of our life as Christians came by our reasoning with the Lord. He showed you salvation, you reasoned with Him, and you received it. Somebody say Amen. Now, what has happened to your life since you were born again? Many of us start reasoning with ourselves. Take it out this year. The fundamental of God with man is God is looking for someone that will reason with him. In this year, make sure your life is a dialogue between you and God. So that the result of your life is what God is saying. Beginning from examining what you are thinking by the word of God and being sincere to yourself what you want to do according to the word is it right now if you do that you will come to a place where god will speak audibly to you where god will open your eyes to see vision and trance. always ask god what is your will in this thing that i'm about to do you don't have to be a pastor to do this you only need to be a christian to do this god wants to reason with you in everything that you do hello somebody you know, I was sharing this with, um, with, um, with um, uh, a mommy earlier on today. A few times this week we have been talking about several things. If in my office I expect my staff to have done something, alright? It is the duty of that staff to do that which I expect. And the staff fails to do it. Alright? I have one, I can decide to validate that staff. I can decide to be angry with the staff. Isn't it? I have a right to do so. But for Alfred, I choose not to. Alright? How do I deal with the staff? I get that thing done while I ask the staff that, what about what I expect from you? <sighs> I've forgotten it. Don't worry. Now it is done. This is how I got it done. Are you with me now? Now, between me and the staff, is there any quarrel? No quarrel. So if I tell that staff now, can you do this for me, please? What will he do? He will run to do it. The same thing I do with all of you. To get the best out of people, you will never get it when there is criticism and quarrel and, uh, you know, stop. No, 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 no. But I myself, to be in that position, I make sure that I educate myself to do many things I tell people to do. So that if that thing is not done, I'll take care of it and I'll get it done. Look, let me say this to you, therefore, I'm independent I'm, or learning to be independent of anything that can hinder where I'm going. So in the situation where maybe there's a particular skill, I don't have it and I need it, I was disappointed by the skiller the first time, second time and third time. What do I do? I secretly acquired the skill. By the fifth time, that skiller will discover that I'm already a skiller myself. Hallelujah, somebody. There is no quarrel. Maybe he's busy with other things. 
And that could be true sometimes. Or most times. I'm talking about reasoning with God. I spoke with somebody when I was coming right now. He said, look, Apostle, we listened to your message on Sunday when you came back from Nigeria. And your request, you said we should pray for Boko Haram of Nigeria. That God will, will save them. He said, when I listened to that, I said, oh my God. We have been praying for God to kill everybody and destroy them, them guys. He said, but then we thought twice and we discovered that, hold it. Apostle said we should pray that God will raise a Paul from among them. God loves them, but God hates the act. I will together now. So if we are praying against the will of God, how long can we pray against the will of God and get answer? Forever we'll never get answer. Why we can pray that God will raise an opposition against that system? Which God is doing now. Who will stand against that aggression? But yet we pray for the salvation of the man behind the button. Because we know Satan is dwelling in all of them. It's not religion. They are possessed by demons. Full stop. Isis, Boko Haram, possessed with demons. That's all. I was sent a video of a woman in America. That an armed robber went into the, to the, to the shop. And, you know, wanted to rob her. And she said, I rebuke in the name of Jesus. And the armed robber had gun in her, his hand. Bigger than her. And another woman was standing. And the man brought gun. And she said, I rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke in the name of Jesus. And the armed robber was making threats. And then she said, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Out of my shop. And the armed robber started backing up. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Out of my shop. The armed robber had live gun with ammunition. She, he shot the first, fired the first shot. And the woman said, I bind you. When the woman said, I rebuke in the name of Jesus, he fired the first shot. And the woman said, I bind you in the name of Jesus. As he pointed gun to the woman, the woman pointed finger to him. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you. And I rebuke you, I bind you. Get out of my shop. And then he backed off, he backed off, he backed off. And he ran away. Hallelujah, somebody. I have the video in my telephone. Leave your telephone number and I'll get to you. Hallelujah, somebody. I said, this is a child of God. She confronted armed robber, bigger in size, with loaded gun. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. The armed robber pointed gun to her. She said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. The armed robber shot the first bullet. And she said, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I command you to leave my house and my shop. And the armed robber backed off. And the commentator said, he, he came against the woman with gun. She came against the robber in the name of the Lord of hosts. Listen to me, beloved. Let's reason with God. If an armed robber went to Jesus, what do you think Jesus would do? That's what you should do. Are we together now? God wants to reason with man. Why? Number two. The reason why God wants to reason with you is because God has a plan for you. In everything, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans I have to you, for you, declares the Lord. God has a plan for you, for me, and God knows it. And if you look at what does the plan contain, it says plans to prosper. Somebody say amen. 
In this year, God will prosper you. I cannot hear your amen. <laughs> if you believe the word of God, the only way you are claiming it is by saying amen. At a point of amen, something happened. And that amen must come from the heart of faith. God said, I know my plan towards you is the plan to prosper you. Can I hear amen? He says, my plan is not to harm you. If any harm come against you, they shall not overtake you this year. He says, plans to give you hope and a future. Somebody here will manifest the future God has for him. Somebody who was hopeless last year, in this year you shall be hopeful. Your hope shall be realized in this year. This is the first overcomers of 2015. If you are still waiting on God, hoping on God, I will say something to you. As you are transiting the month of February, it shall come to pass. The Bible says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. As the king of heaven lives in the presence of whom I stand, your expectation that which you, with, with which you enter this year, as you enter the month of February, they shall not be cut off. God has a plan for you. Believe. It doesn't matter what is happening around you. Always know this. You know we talk about faith in God. And I said faith in God is how much you trust Him. Come on now. How much you trust Him. It doesn't matter what is going on along you. Remember, 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 remember. Apostle said in this year God has a plan. So for me, I will remember that anything going on. Even be struggling and struggling and see myself I've come to my end. The moment I remember God has a plan, I stop fighting. I stop worrying. I relax. <laughs> you had a woman who gave testimony last year, the last, uh, last month's uh, overcomers, who, who, who had been barren. And then the day God said to me that call out the barren women to come for the meeting and I will tell them the, the name of their child and the sex of the child. She came. And on that day, God spoke to her gave her the sex of the child, gave her the name of the child, and did that to other people. And other people, some of them, got the manifestation immediately, but she was still waiting. And she said she fasted and prayed and fasted and prayed. When she came to a year, she just said, look, I had enough. I had enough. I retired from all this. At the time she retired from her efforts, she conceived. Because God wanted you to know it's not by power, it's not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The angel said to Mary, for with God all things are possible. Elizabeth said to Mary, blessed is he that believeth, for they shall see the performance. So what is God saying to you this year? Whatever goes along around you, remember God has a plan. Now let me say this to you. Therefore, number three. Because God has a plan for you, all things will work to God's glory this year for you. I say all things will work to the glory of God for me. It doesn't matter how they look, how they appear. Even if I go into a place where I, expe I expected them to say yes, and they say we are very sorry. That will not, it, it wouldn't cause my heart to be downcast. No, in the midst of I'm very sorry, God has a success in it. Hello, somebody. Because in this year, whatever the case may be, God is working. Look at the book of Romans very quickly, chapter 8, verse 28. 
He says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His what? Purpose. So what happens to me therefore? The news that I hear is not the problem, but it is my love for God that is the concern. I will love the Lord my God. Because the Bible says God works for those who love Him. I will not complain against God any longer if I do. Because for things to work for me by God, I must love Him. I will not nag anymore. Rather, I will be full of praise. I will be full of love for my God. Who promised that He has a plan for me and who can deliver whatever He had promised? Even man may fail and God can replace them better. Hello, somebody. If man fails you and God took you over, which one is better? You thank God for the failure of man. Hallelujah. Because man have limitation, God doesn't have limitation. This is what God is saying. God has a good plan for you. All things you want, because God has a good plan for you, all things around you must obey. They must work to, be, to the glory of God. Look at the next one. God has the last say about your life. God has the last say about your life. Don't worry, he has the last say. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. Can you put on these, um, you know, the chandeliers for us, please? Excuse me. Who has the final say? Hallelujah. Listen to me. It doesn't matter what people say. If there is a will... Hey, 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 I can hear you. If there is a will, I say, if there is a will, whenever negative things come towards you, what do you think the devil is trying to do? To shatter your will. If he can shatter your will, then he can block your way, man. Excuse me. If somebody was set before you, who is the only person who can take a decision that will bring you to your next level. And the person says that as long as I'm here, you will not get it. He has two options. Or God can do maybe two things to him. Either God will force him to do it, if he is lucky. Or God can replace him with somebody else who will do it immediately. Okay? And maybe the third option, God may remove him from the office. And somebody else will come there and do it. And after that person has promoted you beyond him, God will bring him to come and serve under you. Somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> Listen to me. God has the final say. If I blew up my life this year, I will tell God I messed up. I blew it up. Okay? I won't go to God and be saying that, you know, God, I would not have done that if not because of uh, brother Joe. And, you know, I, I don't know what to do with brother Joe. I will not blame my mistake on anybody. I will go to God like the prodigal son and say, Father, I have sinned. Before what? Before you. Listen to me. To make a mistake is not just you. Anyone here who never made a mistake, raise your hand. And I will tell you the date and time that you made a mistake. Hallelujah, somebody. We all have made mistakes before somewhere. Don't let your own mistake become an instrument in the hands of the devil to validate you and destroy you. Come on now. Anyone who point a finger against you for the mistake you have made, he pointed just one finger. The rest of the three points were to him, and the third one, what they call this finger, point to who knows. Hallelujah. Because this is how you point your finger, isn't it? So this one goes to who knows, 
And the one you point over to that person, and then the second three, the other three, to who? To you too. Therefore, listen to me. My God has the final say. He has the final say. Alright, now let's go through our revision very quickly because I'll soon finish now. What's the first thing? God wants to reason with you. Number two, because he has a good plan for you. And number three, all things will work to God's glory in my life. And number four, because God has the final say. You can understand, God wants me to come and reason with him in everything this year. Don't go alone, no more Lone Ranger. You're going to reason with God in everything. Number two, why? Because God has plans in everything for you. Good plan, good plan, good plan. Demons cannot access this plan. Satan cannot hinder the plan. Man cannot stop it because God has the plan. Now, okay now. So, God has the plan for you. Because of that, all things will work to God's glory. Everything will work for your good. I love it. Everything will work for your good. And it says God has the final say. What scripture is that? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. God has the final say. It says in him... We were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Everything that is happening in your life will conform to God's purpose in this year. He works out everything in conformity. Everything. As long as you love God. He works everything. In conformity with the purpose. Everything means everything. Now, what must you do? Haven't we known that number one, we must reason with God this year and take God in our reasoning in every aspect of our life. Let Him take preeminence. Why? Because God always has plans for us in everything. And because of that, God will endeavor to make sure that whatever goes on around us, His hand is in it. Okay? To be glorified. And then God will have the final decision, not the decision of man or government or anybody, because the Bible tells us that when we were chosen in Christ, God had preordained or predestined us who are Jesus' family, okay, that everything that is happening around us, the preordination is that they must conform with the eternal purpose of God. Anything that happens, either good or bad, terrible or unterrible, listen to me. Because God is one who has the final say over your life, He knows everything happening. He will reprogram those things and use them to take you to where you ought to be. That's what heaven is saying. Hallelujah, somebody. Look, 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 look. Now, if we look at this, therefore, what shall I do? Number one, I have to reason with him. I have to reason with God. <clears throat> you know, I told someone very recently, a few days ago, that I don't know what, what um, your, own, your own desire is. I have made up my mind. Some human beings walked on the face of the earth. We read about them in the Bible. What will be read about me when I die? I want to leave a footprint. Hello? <laughs> what about you? Come on now! I say I want to leave a footprint. I want stories to be told about me. The book of Acts is the only book without grace. 
ending it. You don't have benediction. Benediction closes a chapter. But when it came to the book of Acts, he stopped at the reports and he hung there. Why? Because you and you and you and you, from you, the book of Acts continues to your children, to your children's children, until Jesus will come. A book shall be written concerning you also. It is the book of the actions of the apostles of Jesus Christ, which you are part of it. Listen to me, therefore. Someone says that, do you mean we can all cast out devil? Because the Bible says so. Someone says, do you mean every Christian can lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed? Yes, the Bible says so. Oh, do you mean all Christians can speak in tongues? The Bible says so. If the Bible says so, who am I to unsay what the Bible has said? Did you not say in the book of John chapter 14 verse 12? If you have faith in me, Jesus says you will do the things I have been doing. And greater work shall you do because why? I go to my father. Does he say that to the pope? No. To apostle? No. I bishop? No. Bishops? No. Pastors? No. Reverend? No. Evangelists? No. He said that to you and you and you and you. Everyone who believes in him, if you can connect with him in faith and truly trust what he said, then he said, you will do what he's doing. What did Jesus do? When he came to the river and the people have gone ahead, he walked on the sea. I'm going to walk on the sea. I don't know about you. While he was going, a, a blind man had him and cried, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he said, receive mercy. And the person was, it was the blindness left instantly and that, that blind person could see. I will do the same thing. He was walking on the road one day at name and he saw a widow. And that widow, her last hope is gone. The widow, the husband is dead, but she had only one son and that only one son was dead. So the last hope was gone. And everybody could only comfort that widow to go bury that child. And Jesus said, put on the coffin. He raised that child from the, from the, from the coffin and he gave that child back to, to the mother. I will do the same thing. What about you? Kevin, I can't hear you. I don't know what happens to you when you look at what Jesus did. The Bible says how God Jesus, how God anointed Jesus out of Nazareth and how he went about doing what? Good. And what is the good? Healing the sick and cutting out devils. Deliver those who are oppressed by the devil because God was with him. Acts 10 38, yeah? So therefore, I believe every Christian can do what Jesus said they will do. Not what theologians say they can do, but what God said the church should do. In Luke chapter 9, he sent the twelve out. He gave them power and authority. He said, preach the kingdom, cast out devils, heal the sick. Chapter 10, he sent the 72 to the church. Ministers for then the church. And he said the same thing to them. Gave them power and authority. He said, preach the kingdom. Every Christian can preach the kingdom. Heal the sick. Every Christian can heal the sick. Hey, listen to me. Cast out all devils. Every Christian can cast out every devil. Either they are big or small, it doesn't matter. How? By fasting? No. By faith in the name of the Son. Devil doesn't want you to know this. Now listen to me, therefore. What does God demand from you this year? Haven't made your decision to reason with Him. 
And that's where we're going to stop tonight. God wants you to seek him. God wants you to seek him. Now let me say this to you, beloved. Everyone I'm speaking to across the globe, listen. There was a time that it's only one man that could enter Holy of Holies. And I went for many years. From creation, 4,000 years into it, somebody came and said that this day, that ritual is brought to an end. People in that time could not believe him because they cannot understand. There are some things that the church of God have been practicing, but they have no standing in the word of God. And in this season, God is challenging it. When I say God says you seek him, I want to show you what the Bible means by you seeking God. So that if you are involved in an activity that you have done for years with nothing happening, you can change and shift tonight. Within 24 hours, I want to see everybody on fire. I didn't hear you. <laughs> wow. The only thing that can bring you to fire is by working on the fire. And the fire itself is the word of God. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. If you are working on human theology, you will never catch fire. Let me say this to you. <clears throat> Each time God had done miracles like, you know, crippled, walking and, and uh, blind scene in my, in my operation. You know something? I have asked myself how this happens. And God has answered me only one answer all the time. Each time those things happen at times that I just believe what God said without query. Without question. When I believe what God said without question, I see what God said he would do without understanding of man. Listen to me. You know, <clears throat> let me give you an example. I'm talking about seeking God, but let me help you to understand this. A lot of us has formula by which we box God. And this is how we do it. If God doesn't do it this way, and this way, and this way, then there's no other way. But God is not like that. You can't ever box God. To one blind man, he said, what do you want? He said, that, I mean, he said, receive your sight by speaking his soul. Another blind man, he went to him and the brought the blind man. I was amazed what Jesus did. He took the man and he walked the man towards the exit of the town gate. Why? When we get to heaven, we'll ask him. And then the disciples said, who sinned? This man or their father? He said, you see, that's what I've been telling you. There are people in the church of God today who is looking for the reason why problem came. What will you do with the reason? Whether my father caused it, my grandfather caused it, it was the demon of my father's house. What's your business? But the meals, if Jesus started telling him stories of how he was conceived and how the father went to the fetish priest and how the fetish priest in his family said something to another fetish priest in the father and the grandfather, the guy doesn't have time for that. That is what many Christians sit down trying to listen. How, I can understand how those who should hear God love to hear the devil. You know, many Christians, whenever somebody is talking about the kingdom of Satan and all stuff, their antenna go up. I received last week an email, you know, no, no, not email, what do you call this, uh, messenger. Is it messenger you call it? No, there is WhatsApp, there is messenger also. 
like something they call messenger. <laughs> Isn't it? No, 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 no. There is WhatsApp and there is messenger. You see my iPad. Or my iPad. Now, let me say something to you. I, I, I just saw a message flash on my iPad and the, 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 the something said messenger. I said, oh, I clicked it. And when the thing opened, ah, a man said to me in my messenger, I have, I, I, the Lord, I was praying and I was seeking God and God took me by the Spirit of the Lord and I found myself on the Atlantic Ocean. I was very happy to read this. A man who went on the Atlantic Ocean will tell us about the coral reefs and maybe some creatures God created there we have never seen. But he said further, and then I went to a place where the queen of the coast was having a meeting. And I told my son, Brother Samuel, about the queen of the coast. He said, which country is that? <laughs> you have a queen in the coast, which country is that? <laughs> Whereas, if somebody, if he was raised in Nigeria, he wouldn't ask that question, innit? it? He will, he will understand what they are talking about. And this guy said he saw the queen of the coast, and the queen of the coast was sitting down. Now listen to me, church. Queen of the Coast was sitting down, and while Queen of the Coast was sitting down, a demon came, and they were laughing, and they said that all what the all the trinkets that women are using, they manufactured from there. All the hair women are using, they manufactured from there. All the clothes women are using. I said, "Oh my! Only women came to a miserable life. They don't manufacture for men. It's just women and women and women." And then he said, and then a demon was laughing, and the demon will laugh and laugh and laugh and burst into pieces, and he will come back again. I said, oh my, what a wonderful horror film. And that's all. And he said that so women should be very careful. Christian women should be careful. What about Christian men? And I took my pen and I wrote him. And I said, brother, thank you very much for the revelation. When next Jesus appeared to you, can you please ask him, what is the will of the Father for us to win the Boko Haram of Nigeria to Christ? And the ISIS that is causing calamity and headache for the people of Syria. Because many Christians have been killed and they are being killed every day. And I believe that the heart of God is not for all this Mamu water stuff that you guys are bringing. It's about those who are going to hell. And I said to him, I have been to heaven more than 14 times. The Lord Jesus has appeared to me several times. He had never shown me a demon because it's not the interest of Father. The interest of the Father is that the work of the cross should not be messed up. It should not be destroyed. I'm looking for somebody who will tell me that he saw the Lord. And I will compare what he has seen with what is written. How many people in the Bible was taken in the spirit of the Lord into the coast? The devil not do those nonsense, whatever nonsense they are claiming at that time. He is the same devil to every generation doing the same thing again and again. And I said, I've just come from Nigeria where we saw people saved and people healed, delivered from the powers of Satan. And God gave us a cream on the top. The last day, two blind saw. And I wrote him back. I said, I we going now to the northern region of Nigeria where the Boko Haram dwells. I said, if you are very willing, you can go with me on the trip. I received a reply. I think when they sent the messenger out, the messenger did not know he was going to knock the door of Apostle Alfred Williams. If that messenger had known my name by title and address, he would not have come into my computer. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is this. Jesus, when Jesus operates through us, we cannot tell how he did it. You can't keep on boxing God. Maybe you are believing all this Mamiwata and all this one of the coast. We have had enough of that in church. Tell us about cherubs. 
Tell us about angels. Tell us about the spirits that stand in the throne of the Father. Tell us about the smoke that rises when they sound the trumpet in heaven and all heavenly beings bow their heads to the Holy of Holies. Tell us what your eyes have seen when the Father took his position on his throne and he called his angels and discussed about how can we win Syria. Who shall we send and who shall go for us? Let the heart of man go to their God. Forget about the devil in this season. The only thing you need with God is just to trust Him. It's to trust Him. Let me tell you this before we start. <clears throat> when I was teaching the ministers in Lagos about the year of glory and miracle signs and wonders, that was my first lecture before we entered the crusade. Alright? And I told them, one of them asked me the question that, Apostle, how did you have boldness to ask that a cripple should be brought outside and be placed in front of the church? And everybody's looking. What about if Jesus didn't heal that cripple? Now, this is the answer. There is no word about when you trust him. No word about when you trust him. Let me say something to you also. Why do Christians struggle with the trust? They lack the knowledge of the word. The medicine to your soul to come to a place of total trust in God is your reading of the Bible. That is, you fall in love with the word of God. You love to read the word. That's why on Tuesdays and Wednesdays in this church, people who don't come, I can't understand whether it's the same heaven the rest of us are going, they also want to go. I can't understand it. I can't. Oh, people come to pray every day on, on Monday to Friday, once in a month, and on Friday they have night vigil, and these guys keep going, keep going, keep going. Others keep sleeping and keep sleeping. I can't understand whether it's the same heaven we want to go. I'm talking about seeking God. Seeking God. Let's look at the book of Jeremiah 29. Seeking God. No, let's go first. Let me just give you this. I have how many minutes? Ten. Ten more minutes. We are doing fine today, isn't it? Something from heaven is happening to you already. Okay, let's look at Jeremiah 29 verse 12 to 14. He says, then you will call upon me. You know, in verse 11, he promised you that I know my plan towards you. Isn't it? It's a plan to give you hope and bring you to a future. But the next verse told you how you must cooperate with heaven for that plan of God to happen. For that plan of God to happen, he says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. What makes a Christian pray to God? Because you trust that he is God. That's why you pray to him. Alright? And God says that whenever you come and pray to him, he will listen to you. But let's go further. You will seek me, that second thing, and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I love this. Shall we read verse 14 together? I will be found. This is not cathedral. Shall we read verse 14 together? I 
Say it again. I will be found. I want us to listen to understand the, the, the two words. The first one says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. What will God do to you when you pray to him? Listen. But to find him, you must seek him. Can you get the two disparities? You pray to him, he listens. But to find him, you love him. Should Christian be going to mountain to pray? I will show you what Jesus said with his own very mouth. I have never in my entire life climbed any mountain. Really, my legs pains me when I try to climb. That is the truth. Except the mountain, well, it's not for prayer. We went to destroy the power of Satan in the mountain in uh, Worthing. To go and destroy the power of Satan, there I will go. And what do I need to destroy the power of Satan? Take me to where Satan says he has the power. I put my leg there and I revoke the power in the name of Jesus. It shall be so. Are you with me now? But to say to you that, meet me on the mountain for three days. How many of you have I taken to the mountain for three days before? Raise your hand. Have I ever taken, these are my leaders here. Look, look, look. Camera, film them. <laughs> have I, they have been with me for 20, 25 years, some of them 28 years, 29 years. Have I ever taken you to mountain before for prayer? No. Is God answering our prayer or not? He is. I want someone who has been to mountain to show me a more answer. Than the answer that I who have not been to mountain have. Let me show you something. Let me help you understand. Pray, God listens. But, to find him, somebody needs to seek him daily. Seek God is not when you have a problem, you are fasting and praying, you are a liar to yourself. Have you seen a person who starts reading by a week before the examination and he passes the exam? If he cramps it when he gets to the exam hall, he will, he will apply verse 1 to verse 10 because everything will be modeled in his brain. He will try to remember and say, nothing will happen. He will shake his head and shake it. Nothing will happen. He will lay hands and say, Father, remind me everything. Father will not answer. Because it's a wrong principle. A soldier that prepares for war when the war is up, fails. He's already failed. To seek God is a daily walk with God. God doesn't want to hear your voice and cry. Only when problem comes, He wants to hear your cry daily. He wants to hear your voice daily. Hello? He says here, I will listen to you when you pray, but you will find me when you seek me with your heart. You want to hear God? It should be a daily thing. Then seek Him daily. Seek Him daily. You know what? In the book of Exodus 28, chapter 2, verse 25, 23 to 25, look at what it says. It says, During the long period the king of Egypt died, the Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out to God, to their God, for help because of their slavery. No, sorry. For help because of their slavery. 
the, the, the cry, and their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. Okay? God heard their groaning and remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and Jacob. So God looked on Israelites and was concerned about them. Now, can I help you understand something here? What has happened to them for 430 years? God said to Abraham, they will serve 400 years in slavery. But they did not come out of slavery until 430 years. If you look at the history of Israelites, you will discover that many of them were grumbling against God. And you can see that trait among them as long as they went on their freedom. Many Christians go to God and ask God questions. Why is me? Why me? Why this? Why that? Do it now. And some Christians even give God condition. If you don't do it today, forget it. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. I remember some people at some time, they will be standing there to sing, Today, today, Jesus must answer me. Today, 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 today. And they will be praying, they will be singing, they will be sweating. Even some will hurt themselves and brutalize themselves in making Jesus answer me today. And at the end of the day, he didn't answer. They go home. Tomorrow they come back again. Today, today. Where will your today be today? A person who didn't have a relationship with God yesterday and he wants him today, today. No, 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 no. You see, the Israelites, at when they were 400 years, Moses was 50 years old. And the 50 years is synonymous to liberty, jubilee, liberty. So according to God's own calendar, Moses was born and he was supposed to free them at the age of 50. But if you look at that, uh, uh, Jeremiah we read, go back to Jeremiah, i show you something, chapter 29, verse 14. God says something there, which Israel did not do until 200, uh, when they were 430, they spent 30 years before they, they recognized it. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and, and places where I have banished you. Declare the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I have carried you to exile. But what is the condition? Verse 13. The God says, you will seek me. Alright? And find me when what? You seek me with all your heart. So if they have been seeking God with their heart at 400 years, they will have been free, as God said. So when the torture became terrible, like some Christians, they, they run helter skelter looking for help. Why are you running about? Why can't your God answer you right in your room? Excuse me. Why can't God answer you where you are now? Why would you go from pillar to post looking for what is not lost? That attitude must change. Turn to the God of Israel and seek his face. He will answer you. So therefore, God said the condition for them is not to pray. If you pray, I will listen. But when you seek me, you'll find. So go back to Exodus. And let's finish that Exodus. For your Moses... To be released by God, you must learn to seek the face of God. And so the Bible says during the long day, time, the king died. Israelites groaned in their slavery, 
you know, and cried out to God when it came when it came to their heart cry and their cry for help because of their slavery went up to heaven. God heard their groaning and remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. So God looked on Israelite and was concerned about them. Listen to me. God told me to tell you this. In this year, God will be concerned about you, but you have to cry from your heart. Daily. All your life. Daily. It is the heart cry that attracts the Father. Daily, not just when you are having situations. Your cry will be answered by God. That is the final thing. Your cry will be answered by God. You know, that very Exodus 2, verse 23 to 25, what I put in the other, for your Moses to manifest, you must seek God. Moses is a type of helper God will send to you, but you must be a person who seeks God on a daily basis, a life of seeking God. Then your Moses will always come at the time you need somebody, he will be there to help you. At the time you need somebody, Satan cannot stop you, no, he can stop because you are a God seeker. But then your cry will be answered by God. If you look at chapter 3, verse 7 and 9, it says, The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave driver, and I am concerned about their suffering. So, I have come down to rescue them for the, for, from the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, according to the word of Jeremiah. Listen to me, therefore. Your cry will be answered by God. If you look at this cloud of weaknesses, therefore, you and I know from beginning, God wants to reason with you this year. Give him your reasoning. God has a good plan for you. That's the reason why you must reason with him. And because he has a good plan for you, all things will work to God's glory in your life. It doesn't matter what the situation is. And then they say also that God has the last say in every condition that will face your life. You must seek the Lord your God because He answers when you seek Him. To pray, He listens, but when you seek Him, a life of seeking God daily, He answers you. You know, in Christ's tabernacle church, we gave you a template that works. Okay? The template is that every day in, in, New, in some of the churches we pray at 6 to 7, people come in to pray. And every day in other churches, they come in to pray from 8 to 9, and they do it daily. On Fridays, we have night vigil is there every, every Friday. On Wednesday, Monday, Wednesdays, and, Thursdays, and Fridays, we have people coming at 10 to pray till 11. Come on now. And you are in the same environment. Every Saturday, we have people going to the streets, and it's for everybody. It's not for just, just for some people. Now, every first, second, third of the month, we have asked you to separate yourself and fast and pray, not because you are seeking God for fulfillment of the word, but relationship with God, to know Him better. That's why you are doing that. Now, somebody who does that, does he need, will he have a need to go and fast because of a problem? No, because God will have revealed to you, you are in daily contact with Him, daily, you know, you know uh, uh, relationship with Him. This is what God has given to us. On Tuesdays, you come in, in in the cathedral and study the books of the Bible. On Wednesday, you study the same books of the Bible, looking at how the Bible talks about your life as a Christian and our life as a family of God. 
Come on. Can somebody be involved in all these activities every week and yet far from God? No, sir. No, sir. But what about the issue of praying? Where should Christians go to pray? Look, I'll write this down. Anywhere people are gathered in the name of the Lord. That's answer number one. Matthew 11, Matthew 18, 20. Jesus says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. You meet your brother on the roadside. Both of you decide that let us pray. As you said, in the name of Jesus, Jesus is there. Hello, somebody. You go to the home group. You say, in the name of Jesus, Jesus is there. Anywhere two or three gather together and they mention the name of Jesus for the sake of communication with heaven, Jesus said, I will be there. I wish somebody would believe what I'm saying. Let me say something to you very quickly. When I'm doing crusade, it happened that Everywhere I've been in the world among Pentecostal churches, they always believe that when you are doing crusade, you must be fasting. I was in Jamaica. We got to Jamaica. They said to me that, you know, uh, uh, when will I break? I said, break what? I am eating. I'm in crusade. I don't fast in crusade because I, am, I have to eat. I need energy to shout against the devil because sometimes that guy is deaf and dumb. <laughs> Hallelujah. Someone says that you don't need to shout. I will ask you, what, what did Jesus do at the, at, the, at the grave of Lazarus? Did he say, Lazarus, comfort, please? <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. And when Jesus commanded the storm to, to cease, he said, peace be still. Hello, somebody. There's something about shouting with authority and power. Mm? And of course, in that same place, some who want to go and pray went to pray. And right there, the Lord said to me in the midnight, I'm going to heal a crippled boy to today, your meeting. Not because I fasted in that meeting, I don't have to fast when I'm preaching the word of God. The only thing I need for the word of God is to read the Bible more and more and more and more. Let my head be correct with the word. So that when I quote a word, it's accurate. And I can connect this word with this word, with this word, with this word, with this word. The only thing that destroys the devil is the word, the word, the word, the word. The only thing that can heal people is the word, the word, the word, the word. Not your fasting, 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 not your fasting. Especially the fasting you are fasting because you are going to, to, to preach. I slept. Same thing in Nigeria. I was told that, you know, uh, when would you like to eat tomorrow? I said, breakfast, please. Because I don't eat breakfast at home. I don't eat breakfast at home. So when I go on, on a holiday or mission like that, I eat breakfast. I eat breakfast. Hello, somebody. And when we went to the meeting, heads rolled. Heads rolled. I mean heads rolled. Are we together now? Same thing, I went to Cameroon. They were asking me, we have, you know, when I will eat, I said, I'll eat breakfast and I'll eat lunch. I need food. Here, I'm preaching the word of God. I need food. Because what happens in my crusade? Am I the one acting? No. It's Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit. That's all. And they are my friends. When there's no crusade, they are my friends. I seek them daily. I talk with them daily. I I look, look at their face daily. Discuss with them daily. So when I now need them, will they be asking me to go on hunger strike for them to hear me? There is no way in the Bible that tells you that is the word of God. The knowledge of the world. The knowledge of the world. Faith and trust in God. But then, first, second, third, we have to fast. Why am I fasting? Seeking knowledge. 
If you look at fasting as done in the New Testament, I will talk to you about that maybe in the in, in next month. Acts chapter 13 said, while they were, they were fasting and they were worshipping, isn't it? Holy Spirit said. So they worshipped, they fasted because they wanted to, to thank God. To worship God, God, God. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting because they held a praise night. Holy Ghost said. And if you look at it further, verse 3 Verse 3 of that same says, so after they have fasted and prayed, they placed hands on them. So, they fasted because they wanted to just thank God. They are seeking knowledge and they got it by prophetic. Okay? And then, when they will now commission what Holy Ghost said, they fasted and they lay hands. So, they just didn't lay hands because by laying on of hands, there is induction, transfer of unction. And so they had to humble themselves so that they could transmit the unction. You will never hear them fast because Satan is after them. No. Read the book of Acts chapter 12 when you get home. When Herod, when Herod killed um, uh, um, James and then he was looking for Peter, the only thing they did was they locked up themselves and prayed. In chapter 4, after they had been persecuted, they locked up themselves together and prayed. They went to their company and prayed. In those days of praying, they were not fasting. They did not fast. Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights only once in the Bible. The rest of it, he went to do the Father's work. Why are you locking yourself up fasting and not going out to the streets to rescue the sinners? Why are you sitting down fasting instead of commanding? Because we use fasting as a medicine to pull God's hands. No. In the New Testament, it is faith that pleases God. It is holiness that sees God. This is New Testament theology. No wonder. In conclusion, so you know we can pray anywhere. The second thing is that we can pray in church. Mark eleven seventeen, As he had taught them, he said, is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it the den of robbers. The house of God is a place to pray. Anywhere two of you are gathered is a place to pray. Either you went to the mountain. Mountain doesn't make God speak to anybody.